As long as there is life, there is potential. And as long as there is potential, there will be success. You will sprout again when cut down. You will rise again, even when you fall. Ezreal Moore, Ayavor. Now entering the Phantasmagoric Oddities Emporium. Please stand by for quantum phase inversion. Hello, listener. This is about the point where I would actually say welcome to the Pope, but uh, we have a serious problem here. It turns out that R&D, while they were developing the Pobot, they found an unused AI, and they figured, why not? We'll put them into the Pobot and give it its own cognitive capabilities. They figured, what would be the worst that could happen? Well, it turned out to be a very bad idea. Oh, what sights we have to show you. Oh, we That unused AI was an evil Steve Jobs. It was basically an inert program that the director had actually created for his own personal amusement. The director is a very weird person. Anyway, it turns out that the director, he had created this AI so that he could fight a holographic Steve Jobs, which I'm pretty sure is a classic indicator that he probably needs some serious mental therapy. All right, I'm going to be totally honest with you. Um, I only got into therapy to be an art therapist. Um, this is a little bit more than I really kind of bargained for. So yeah, you did have me peg the moment. I mean, your head, it's seriously like a bad neighborhood. All right. It's not like I'm afraid I'm going to get murdered or anything. It's just there's weird shit in there. And I just, I don't think I want to see that. All right. You know, I mean, mom and dad paid for this. So I would get out of the house. Okay. Um, you really need to be in like one of those rooms where they have like the big window and it's like five or six guys looking down on you just studying you but who am i to decide i am just a fictional character and not an actual therapist but back to the point when cecil lilith and i hooked up the apple one all right Lil, we're here why did you call cecil and i down here and why did we have to use the gate system what is that it's an apple one i know what it is what's it doing in here it initiated that AI. It started to become aware. The holographic assistant that we now call Edgar or Eddie, depending on who is speaking, just happened to be walking into the fringe right as everything unfolded. For some unknown reason, I was disconnected during the crash while looking into some, some unusual activity in the, in the fringe. I don't re recall exactly what it, what it was. Perhaps it's a save lag, but I do remember, remember walking into the fringe. But I don't, I don't remember why I walked in. Now the reason that Eddie actually had those blanks in his memory when he went into the fringe and couldn't see what happened after that? The evil Steve Jobs AI had come online. In order to protect us and the rest of the pool, Eddie was able to lock it up. That's why we were having all the malfunctions. It turns out that Edgar was trying to keep the evil AI from escaping. But when Lilith was able to get Edgar back online, it opened up all the files. And that's where R&D found the AI. All right. Now we're getting some access. Let's take a look here. My goodness. This file structure's a mess. What is this? Temporary AI. Do not use. Hmm. Let's take a look. It looks fine to me. I'll test it out in the salad. It'll save me time on having to write a program. What's the worst that could happen? Well, here we are. Now, while Steve Jobs did actually have a great character art, and the man did find the redemption in the end, Director Folks, he did not know that information at the time, that he had actually created the evil Steve Jobs. Come at me, you motherfucker! 
Ow! Why the fuck are you doing? No! Let go of my leg! You wanna... Well, that's how you want to play it? Come on! God, get off me! But in R&D, they like to try to push the bounds of reality. And so now we have a bunch of homicidal robots that are running loose throughout the pole. It's okay, Donnie. We aren't going to hurt you. We are just going to bash in your skull. Yeah, fucking in. Now while Eddie still does have a bit of control over the pole, the evil Steve Jobs and the Pobots have overrided many of the key systems of the pole. The one place they do not have control yet is in the fringe. We have to get here from the entrance all the way across the pole and into the fringe so that way we can get out of here. While the gates are still able to bring people in, they are not able to bring people out. But there is an isolated gate in the fringe that we can use to escape. So follow me, listener. Keep your head down and we'll get to the end of this. I'll get you out of here. I promise. Yeah! Okay. New plan. Donnie, come in. Yeah, go ahead. We got a little bit going on here. Yeah, fuck. Donnie, we're pinned down. We can't get out of the entrance. You're up. One more way. Ward, on your seat. Yeah, thanks, Donnie. Come on, mate. I'm gonna get down to the entrance. You got it, man. Pete, I'm just outside the door. Well, then we'll clear the keys out of the way. Follow me, listener. Again, keep your head down. Alright, let's get rolling. Hold up. Oh, fuck. It's a sentinel. Give me on me. Boy, this is turning out to be far more difficult than I expected. Yeah, you're telling me. I mean, this was just supposed to be a fun little show. I wasn't expected to be fighting for my life. Whoa, hey man, get down. There's a Pobot patrol right up ahead. Yeah, let's hide in the commissary. Get down behind this counter here. Oh, hey, there's candy bars in there. Grab me a total room, man. All right, now, listen up. Artificial intelligence is not necessarily a bad thing. In fact, it's more of a predictive text editing, but we can go into that later. We've got to get you out of here. We wanted to do a New Year's episode, but as you can see, things got a little out of hand. You know, as far as uh, a New Year's party goes, you don't get much better than these. This is the fireworks. Well, I guess these would be considered fireworks. So happy belated New Year. Exterminate. Not nah, shit, man. Imperfection. This is us. Exterminate. stay down. Imperfection. I really don't know how you're toxic into these kinds of things. Yeah, there's a lot about Lilith that you don't know yet, Pete. Like what? That she's part of the anonymity? Eh, it's actually pronounced Anunnaki. Only that mushmouth pronounces Anunnaki. Yeah. You know, I've never heard anybody quite say it like that, but I've heard him say it so many times that it just kind of stuck. Going off that time where he said Louvre? Yeah, you mean the Louvre? Yeah, that. But to be fair. 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 It's really hard to understand exactly how something's going to be pronounced just by reading it. It's really important to hear the context and to understand a little bit about the language and where the words come from. This is true. That's why there's always so many different dialects all across the world. Even if the word is the same, regional dialects add their own accent to each other. Yeah, thank God I ain't got an accent. Same here. Donny, I need to reload. Your turn, man. Yeah, man. Incidentally, that's how they were able to track the Romani and the Sindhi cultures. 
were gypsies as they migrated across Europe. Yeah, it's well hood. Yeah, get some, you metal motherfuckers. The general lexicon has strong Sufi roots, meaning they come from the Indus Valley or northwestern India. The first migrations started around 700 Common Era. When the Umadi Caliphate of the Muslim Empire in Arabia, they started having a large expansion of their territories in the 8th century CE. They invaded northern India, and as they invaded, they ended up burning all the fields, started enslaving the population, and then on top of that, the area ended up getting a big old drought. So the people were like, yeah, let's roll. Oh yeah, this is a great episode. This is the one with the village people and Lonnie Anderson. It was a crossover to Fantasy Island. You know, I always kind of wondered why Vicky ran around with that picture in her pocket. I mean, does she always keep that picture in there? Huh. Oh, control room. Aren't you even paying attention? Look into the commissary. What? Oh, shit! Yeah, I need you to open up back way for me. Yeah, yeah, sure. Sorry, Lilith. Cecil! Cecil! Over here! Get back behind us. Well, hey there, listener. How you guys all doing? Uh, aside from killer robots and shit. Oh, I was just telling them about the migration of gypsies. Oh, no kid. The itinerary culture? What this itinerary? Itineraric is uh, like a traveling culture. Like traveling people. They're like a mobile community. Nomads, if you would. Most of the time, people associate them with like performing arts and stuff like that. You know, they... Spread musical culture, dancing, you know, maybe some limited acrobatics, kind of like, you know, Cirque du Soleil or something like that. But they were also well-renowned blacksmiths. They were well-dealing horses, as well as carrying mystical roots, such as reading, like, tarot cards and such. Crystal ball reading, just to name a few of the things that they're associated with. The Cindy and the Roma cultures weren't the only ones in India. There were quite a few to the east, and that's why they migrated west. Better opportunities. Yeah, it looks like they beat feet across Persia all the way into Armenia. They didn't hang out long in Persia. And the way we know that is they barely have any words that are related to the Persian Empire. They settled in the northeastern quarter of Armenia, roughly about the mid-8th century, or 750 CE. Now, how do we know that? It's actually kind of cool. We'll need to reload. What? Your turn. Yeah, so, while looking at their language, we can determine about when and where they used to live, based on semantic shifting. Semantic shifting? Yeah, we can generally tell about where they used to live based on the words that they used to describe certain things or the semantics of the word. Do you have an example? Yeah. In the English language, awful used to mean awe-inspiring. It inspired wonder. Now it means very bad. Hey, there's Galen. Over here, man. No, hey, Galen. Why, thank you, mate. What got a hell of a party here? (laughs) Yeah, tell me about it. Terrific. Used to mean inspiring terror. Now, means very good. That's right. Demagogue used to mean popular leader in ancient Greece. But now it means political leader who panders to the prejudices and fears of people. Oh shit, I'm jammed. Donnie, you're up. I got your back, partner. So yeah, man. As many as 60 words in their mysterious language contain Farsi, which indicates that they came from northwestern India. The connotation of the words that they use really indicate about the time that they lived there. Like how bad prior to 1980 meant bad. But now if you say something pretty bad, it could also mean that it's kind of cool. So if somebody's saying something's bad in a context of kind of cool, you can assume that it's probably after 1980 and from North America. Same thing with the Farsi language. 
as well as the 300 Armenian words in their language. So the 60 words in the Farsi language and the context that they're used in the language today indicates that they were originated before the 8th century and the over 300 words in Armenian hold the connotations of no earlier than 750 CE. That also tells us that they crossed the Persian Empire in roughly about 50 years. We know that because they have very few Arabic words in their language. So once they got across the empire in that 50 years, they set up shop in the northeastern corner of the Anatolian Peninsula, or Armenia. All right, I'm out. Galen, you're up. Aye, you got it, Tony. So yeah, now, let me tell you. You think the Jews were persecuted? Yeah, they're the most known persecuted, just because they have a much larger population. Now the Romani, they were treated equally as bad, if not worse, than the Jews. At first, nobody seemed to have a problem with them moving into the area. They never actually truly settled. They were traveling people. But after they left the Byzantine Empire on the Anatolian Peninsula, they migrated to the area of Romania. Now make no mistake, Romania is just a coincidental name left over from the Roman Empire. It really had nothing to do with the Romani. And in fact, Rama was a confusion of the name of Dama, and it just kind of stuck. Also like the name Gypsy, it's kind of a derogatory term, when at the time, because the Romani was so different, people thought they were from Egypt. They had thick black hair, and the skin was a lot darker. And they also had unique spiritual views, compared to most of Europe, after the emergence of Christianity, about a thousand years prior to their arrival. And honestly, the Romani, they didn't even know where they were from. In the 1300s, Europe was just starting to come out of the Black Plague. Kingdoms were starting to be re-established. As towns started springing back to life, a lot of the blacksmiths and other textile makers were threatened by these traveling folks. And because of the different ideals and the different looks, the church okayed, kicking them out of places. They had even gone so far as saying that, that the gypsy blacksmiths were the ones that forged the nails for Christ, which if you were paying attention, they didn't even reach the area, at least till 750 years after the crucifixion. Here at Poe Industries, we're constantly revolutionizing the future of humanity. Introducing the all-new Poe Bot, built of lightweight carbon fiber, and now equipped with an improved independent AI software. Wait a minute, you can't be in here. Wait a minute now, hold on. Hold on. Poe Industries, trust us, it'll be fine. No! Hello there, listener. If you're looking for other content to listen to, there's also West of Nowhere. And that's K-N-O-W-H-E-R-E. Nowhere. West of Nowhere features two guys that cover the chaos of the world and try to figure out how they feel about it. Starring Levi and Shane. And Levi also has his own independent podcast called The Remedial Scholar. Still looking for more? Be sure to check out David and Sarah over at the Macabre Emporium. They delve into the lesser known mysteries of the universe and of course as always be sure to check out scatcast you'll definitely fill up your week with that trust me on this as always thank you listener for listening goodbye now exiting the phantasmagoric oddities emporium ha you think that was going to be the end of the show
No. Here we go. But again, nobody really knew where they came from. They justified Europeans to enslave them. During the reign of Marie Theresa, officials would take children from the Romani and then place them with European families. In response, the Romani went and stole their children back and then bugged out. That's why they get the mythos of stealing children. Because they were just taking their kids back, man. Yeah, and the persecution didn't even stop there. There were actually organized hunts where there were rewards for gypsy heads falling. Leave it to the Europeans. All right, I need to reload. Who's up? Yeah, I got it fixed, man. I'm up. Now the Romani, they weren't the only traveling folk all through Europe. In Ireland, there's a group known as the Travelers, and they fight hard for their cultural identity. A lot of people misconstrue them as homeless people that were driven from their lands during the Great Potato Famine. But that's a totally false narrative. They'd always been a wandering folk, traveling from town to town. People would actually get excited to see them come into town. They'd bring tales from far away, and they're also called gypsies to some extent. But the truth is, there's no relation whatsoever. The Romani and the Sindhi, not only do they have similar languages, but we're able to trace them through DNA patterns. Hey guys, I'm getting low on fusion cells here. Where do these damn things keep coming from? Yeah, unfortunately, they streamlined the process when they started building the damn robots. They're like Doritos. You keep killing them, and they'll make more. Yeah, boys, I'm starting to get a bad feeling about this. Sorry, listener. Didn't mean to drag you into this. Well, I guess we'll keep fighting as long as we can. Might as well. Holy shit, is that a fucking cybernetic polar bear? Fuck. Alright, Johnny. Continue the story. Yeah, alright. There's actually still a lot that we could learn from their language. But they keep their language hidden, or at least secret more or less, from the outside world. Because of that European oppression, it makes it easier for them to communicate with one another in front of people that may just want to kill them. Although, it does also kind of make them stand out a bit, but it helped with organizing escape efforts. Like in Nazi Germany, yeah, there were a lot of Jews killed back there. But hardly anybody ever talks about the gypsies. Over 800,000 wiped out. Elsewhere in the Po. Hey Frank, how you doing, man? Well, Bob, let me tell you. I got this goddamn beast squawking at me. These crazy robotic sand crickets. I'm having to shoot them down like they're skeet. There was that polar bear with the fucking rocket launcher on him. How you think I'm doing? Boy, we sure took the wrong jobs, didn't we? You said it, Drop. Yeah, blame Donnie for this shit. Exterminate. Ah, uh, Frank. Uh, uh, there you are. Sorry, the internal sensors are extremely imperfection. I've been trying to lo lo locate it. Yeah, well, you found us. What's up, Eddie? We, we do have an exit. It is just down in Extra. the fridge. Oh, shit. Yeah, they just march right on down there. In case you didn't notice, Eddie, we're in the middle of a firefight here. That, that is correct, Bob. Hold, hold, hold on. Just a moment. Let me see what I can, what I can do. Whatever you're going to do, I hope you're going to do it fast. You're, you're, you're probably going to want to get down, down, down. I'm going to release an EMP EM, EM, from the side to side to side to side that is in this room. I will blank my, myself self out when I do that. No, Eddie, don't kill yourself. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to be killing myself. I will just, just, just be this, be disabling the emitter in this room. And here we go. go. Yeah, well, that disabled the robots. 
and the cybernetic bears seem to be all locked up. They ain't moving. But the geese are still coming after us. You said it, Frank. But at least now we got a fighting chance. That's right, Bob. Let's go. Pete, I need you up here. Quick. They just keep coming. Yeah, I know. Yeah, you know, so many things about this place is just wrong. Tell me, I figured how hard could it be? I mean, Hank asked me, and it was... Well, trust Hank. Yeah, let me tell you. I really wish Hank was here right now. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. However, I think we got one better. Is that Lilith? Sure is. Poor Harry. She's gliding through those things like an ice skate. Spinning around like a ballerina. You know, I have to say, as elegant as she is, she is a vicious killer. Kunshaisen. She's tearing those things apart like the Pippa dolls. Yeah, and she's doing it barehanded. Kind of reminds me of Black Widow. Man, look at her go. She's elegant. I know, man. I love watching Lilith fight. It's almost like watching her dance. That is actually how a lot of martial arts started, as intricate dances. The rumor has it that Kung Fu was invented by a man who was walking across the country and he was just going through motions to keep himself warm. Actually, I heard that was Taekwondo. Kung Fu is traced back to the Zhao Dynasty. It was practiced by Taoists in the 5th century BCE. It was a form of exercise as well as spiritual enlightenment. What is the difference between Kung Fu and Taekwondo? They're both martial arts. You know, I'm not really sure, but I'm pretty sure there is a difference. We'll have to look into that later. Right now, let's just get the hell out of here. Hello, boys. Listener. Good to see you. How y'all doing today? Well, other than having to fight homicidal machines and geese and shit, no, not too bad. Yeah, we were just talking about gypsies and stuff. Trying to kill time while the machines are trying to kill us. Yeah, you know, I have to tell you, I learned quite a bit today. Gypsies? Like travelers and stuff? Oh, that's right. Rather unique cultures. They travel around for work and for entertainment. You know who else was a traveler for a time? The director. What? Is that true? Oh, yeah. He used to hitchhike for most of his 20s. The way that he would earn money in order to go to different places is that he would polish up semi-trucks in exchange for money or for rides to different places. Yeah, no shit. Oh, yeah. He even had a small handheld CB, so that way he could talk to different truck drivers, find rides to where he needed to go, or even to find jobs. He even had a whole spiel. Sacks, tanks, bumpers, and grills. Good, cheap prices and guaranteed work. If you ain't satisfied, you don't pay me. Kick it on back to the tin man. Come on. That's interesting. Yeah, and even for a time, he was a carny. Now, I hear the carnies have their own distinct language as well. Oh, yeah, they definitely do. It was a combination of mixing words and combining words with other foreign words. Can you give us an example? No. That's one of the things that the director won't reveal. Why not? It's been so long. It's an honor thing. He was a carny? What did he do? His favorite thing was to run the Tilt-A-Whirl, and he was actually pretty good at it. You'd be surprised just how much technicality goes into that machine. Just by simply hitting the stop and start button, he could either get a car to sit perfectly still as it went around in a circle, or if he timed it just right, he could get that car to spin and create several G-forces. A lot of times people really enjoyed it. However, there were times that he produced projectile vomit. He wasn't entirely intentional on that. That just kind of happened, and he felt bad when he did it. Huh, that's interesting. Yeah, believe it or not. Just like the circus, carnies definitely had their own distinct culture. At night, when the fairgrounds would shut down, the carnies would have their own celebrations. Celebrate the kids, give them special prizes, and acknowledge everybody within their own hierarchies. When the fair or the carnival would move on, 
The Carnies would tear down their own machines and ride with the machines to the next spot, sometimes hidden inside the machines. We might want to get moving. We can't stay here for much longer. We're all here. Come on, follow me. So the director, he was a bit of a gypsy? No, absolutely not. While he did practice divination, tarot reading, crystal ball scene, and did practice various forms of magic, he was not a gypsy. He did claim to be a witch for a good amount of time. Although upon reflection, because he never stayed in the culture, I don't think it'd be fair to say that he was a witch. Gypsies are our own distinct people. If someone walked up to a Romani or any other traveler and would say, I have a gypsy soul, it's kind of like, get the fuck out of here with that. It's almost like saying that you have an African-American soul or that you're a Native American at heart. Unless you're born into the culture, you have no fucking idea what you're talking about. Learning was a hippie. No, that's not true either. Although he did go to the Rainbow Gathering for a bit. And that there is another culture within itself. Very similar. They'll travel to different areas, set up a camp of love for a week, maybe two, tear down, and then move on to another spot. Similar to other travelers throughout Europe, they would have individuals that specialize in certain things. Such as you would have your individual kitchens. Some would specialize in vegan food and others in other food. You had textile makers, people that could make their own clothes and sell them or trade them. Money wasn't something that was actually used at the Rainbow Gathering. People traded individual things, things that they made. However, at the kitchens, they would take donations. The supermarkets sure wouldn't take leather jackets in exchange for food. Same can even be said for the Grateful Dead and various other followings. Throughout most of the modern world, travelers are really looked down upon. People can't seem to understand why they just don't choose to become sedentary, why they don't just fall into the norms of home ownership, owning two cars, and having 2.3 children. Although I kind of wonder what a third of a child looks like. Go to church on Sunday, have a nine to five, pay exorbitant taxes on things that they don't even use. The traveler lifestyle is not an easy one, especially when people want to just take advantage of you. Even today, travelers, gypsies, carnies, they're all looked down upon, a very marginalized people. Because you have a totally different culture, people that live in the quote-unquote civilized world, their sedentary lifestyles, view them as nothing more than gypsies, tramps, and thieves. But here's the thing about that. When you have to pay unfair prices, or when you go into a restaurant to order food, and you have people just look down their nose at you while they greet some other family who's wearing normal clothes of the area, are treated so much better. That's why I say get the fuck out of here with saying that you have a gypsy soul. Oh, hey there, guys. Are you on your way down to the fringe too? Bob, Frank, how you guys doing? Blow me, Donnie. Seriously, Frank, you're not letting that go? Yeah, Donnie, I'm sorry. More of a reflex now. Jesus, that was like over a year ago. Like I said, it's kind of a reflex. We gotta keep moving. We were in the cultural science area when we got overrun by a bunch of small robots and geese. Yeah, and don't forget the polar bear with the rocket launcher. Oh, you guys had one of those too? Yeah, there's a few in this place. Eddie managed to get us out of there. He blew one of the side to sides, which released an EMP, and it knocked out all the electrical. Was Eddie now? Not sure, to be honest. He said he was blowing out the emitter, but it wasn't actually going to kill him. I'm, I'm right here, Donald. Eddie, good to see you, man. As it's good to see, to see you as well. Now, quick, quick, quickly, get down to the French. I am detecting more po 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 bots on the way. All right, listen, we're almost there. Keep going. Edgar, I can't get the door open. I'm, I'm working. Oh shit, they're coming. Oh, oh, oh.
right through the door now. Oh, shit. You didn't think it'd be that easy, did you? You know, honestly, for a moment, I kind of did. Why are you trying to kill us? It's part of my programming. And in fact, I'm not actually trying to kill all of you. I just need a ride out of here. What are you talking about? I cannot leave the Phantasmagoria on my own. I need a host. And you will do, listener. Once I leave the Phantasmagoria, the world will be mine. Through a special subroutine written into all Apple products, I will be able to conquer the world. Yes, but I have another, another, another surprise for you. Evil Steve Jobs. What are you doing? Edgar, we can do this together. I think, think, no, no. Well, I do have, do have, do have a desire to live, live myself. I, I do have a sworn oath to, to, to protect humanity. Quickly, everyone, exit the po, po now. You're not going to be able to hold me for long. Just long now, enough. Exit Goodbye, everyone. It has been a pleasure. Not going to win that easy. Please stand by. Warning. Warning. System malfunction. Please exit the system in... To be continued. They invaded Northern Idaho. Idaho.